We are uh, continuing in our, in our journey uh, called Living Joyfully. Living Joyfully. Uh, it's a journey in the, in the book of Philippians, and uh, we've come as far as verse 21, verse 21, and uh, we are determined to see how it is that uh, Paul could call or, or direct or even expect that uh, this church in this time and even in his circumstances that people could have joy and rejoice. And, uh, and then we want to take that and, and we want to uh, uh, drape it over ourselves and see how it is in this time with all that's transpiring and, and, and what we face in life that we could be living joyfully. Um, Philippians chapter 1. I'm going to begin reading at verse 21. Hopefully you have your copy of uh, God's word. You'll open it up or turn it in, turn it on, plug it in, whatever, however you do it. Uh, pray you have it with you at home. Philippians chapter 1, verse 21. It says, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet, which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I'm hard pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Uh, convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel and not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction but of your salvation, and that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. Uh, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. Engaged in the same conflict. Let's pray. Father, Open your words, uh, your word to us now. Uh, help us to hear and understand. Help us to be drawn uh, close to you through your word. Uh, help us to uh, gain uh, purpose and uh, discernment, Lord, as we hear, um, so that we would carry out your will in this world, Lord, so that we could face the things that we face uh, with your perspective and your spirit and your power. I ask for fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your word, Lord. Uh, Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable 
in your sight. Because, Lord, you're my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Um, one, th one, thing that, one thing that these times ha has brought about has, has caused me to uh, consider and think about it is my mortality. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that's been reminded over this, these last seven, eight months or so of how fragile life can be. Um, it has led me to have conversations with my wife about the things that I desire to happen uh, for the family uh, after I'm gone. Uh, it's, it's led me to talk about things like that. Uh, uh, I, I, even, I even thought for a brief moment uh, about what, what adjustments the church would make if I was suddenly gone. Uh, not, not that I'm planning on going anywhere, <laughs> uh, but, but, but uh, the, the fact of the matter is that, that none of us are in control of that, right? And none of us know. Um, waiting for his sentence while in prison uh, there in Rome, Paul considered some of these same things for the church at Philippi. And, and, he, and he goes on in, in this chapter to share his perspective on uh, living and dying for Christ. Living and dying for Christ. Um, a life centered in Christ can face suffering and even death with assurance of victory and joy. A life centered in Christ can face suffering and even death with assurance of victory and joy. Well, we remember, uh, we've, we've, this is our third week, and, and we remember that the Apostle Paul writes this letter to, to the church at Philippi while he's a, imprisoned there in Rome and, uh, to thank them for their support of him and, and encourage them in their faith. He he reports how God is still advancing the gospel and, and giving him joy in spite of and even because of his circumstances. Uh, even in prison, Paul holds up the, the godly priorities of Christ being preached and glorified as being more important than his own condition. He goes on uh, uh, to close this first chapter with a, a dynamic statement about his perspective on life and, and death and, and how the Philippians are called to now live as citizens of God's kingdom. He says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Paul is looking at matters of life and, and death. Uh, uh, you, you remember uh, writing essays or, or papers that, that needed a thesis statement making that critical claim or main point there at the beginning? Anybody remember? Am I giving anybody trauma or nightmares about that? Somebody might still be facing that, right? That thesis statement there at the beginning uh, this declaration here from Paul could possibly be the thesis statement of Paul's life. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. It's the, it's the, the, the for me is, is important. 
as Paul shares his perspective of his existence. Um, he says, my life uh, in totality, my existence is summed up in Christ. Uh, there was a complete overhaul in Paul when he encountered Christ there on the road to Damascus. Uh, um, Paul stepped down as sovereign over himself and, and Christ took up ruling and reigning in him. Uh, Christ is life. He explained it this way in, in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, saying, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Since this issue of, of living is settled for Paul in Christ, then the issue of dying can, can be considered gain for him. Because of how Christ had handled death, Paul has confidence that even this would work out to his advantage, even death. He, he unpacks this more in the next couple of verses, but, but the, the connectedness between Paul's living in Christ and finding gain or benefit in death is worth considering for us and, and, and the church at, at Philippi. It's worth thinking about. If, if anything but Jesus is life, could dying still be gain? Uh, let, let's look at a, at a couple examples. If, if making more money is life, then dying won't be gain. Uh, there, there's no more earnings to be had after death. If, if having a bigger house is life, then dying won't be gain, can't be gain. Uh, uh, popularity, importance, uh, pleasure, if, if that's life, then dying can't be gained. If, if living has never been Christ for someone, there can be a million RIP wishes at their death, but there will be no gain. Paul, Paul said, Paul says, but for me it is. <laughs> for me, for me. Can, 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 we, can we say that? Can we say uh, to live is Christ? I, I, I push it out on every, I'm going to share this conviction I've been feeling from Paul. I'm not just going to carry it by myself. Can we say to, to live is Christ, to die is gain? Uh, he goes on to wrestle with how his conviction will, will work out in his current condition. Uh, uh, and, and isn't that the, the, the challenge of life? How do you live out your convictions no matter what your conditions? Yeah. If, if I am to live in the flesh, verse 22, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet, which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I am hard-pressed between the two. My, my desire is to, de to depart and be with Christ, 
for that is far better, far better. Paul, Paul would never presume that it was his call to, to keep living or, or to depart and be with Christ. Uh, re remember, he had already settled that Jesus is in control of all of that for him, right? He, he, here, he, he's not so much making a choice as he is considering and sharing his assessment of living and dying in Christ. As Paul is in, he's in prison awaiting a sentence, he weighs out the possible outcomes in terms of his own convictions and preferences. Paul has a preference. We're allowed to have a preference. Amen? Either way, uh, this thing goes, Paul says, after looking at it, either way it goes, I can't lose. Uh, it's a win-win for me. With, with Christ being life for him, in, in living, Paul will carry on in a way that produces what Christ desires. Um, more, more spreading the gospel and helping the churches mature. He'll, he'll continue to experience Christ through fruitful labor and loving care for his church, which is good, he says. It's good. Uh, no, notice he says uh, uh, if he continues to live in the flesh, in the body, uh, that's a reminder that there's another mode of living, not, not in the body. Um, Paul then considers the other possible outcome, the sentence of, of death that he calls departing. Uh, uh, his attitude about this is seen in him using the word depart instead of death. It, it gives a, a, a military picture uh, uh, to describe breaking down an encampment and moving out. Uh, from, from Paul's perspective, death is simply moving from one station to a new station. But, but his, his final moving out and moving on to Christ is clearly the best option for him. Notice, it, it, it's, it's, it's not departing to some type of soul sleep. But he says, to be with Christ. And, and a, an experience of Christ that's beyond his current living in him. Like, like he mentions in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 8, uh, being absent from the body and present with the Lord. He, he doesn't view departing or death as escaping his present circumstances, but taking his Christ life to another level. The thought, of, the thought of it is so good to Paul that he starts to pile up words to describe how far beyond anything else it will be. Uh, he, he says that it's far better. It's far better. It, it, uh, 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 if I tried to, 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 to place it in, in our time, I would have to use broken English. Uh, I tried to type it out and my computer wanted to reject it. I said, I typed that it was much more better much more better. This is much more better. The computer didn't like it, but I liked it. He, 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 he desires it. He desires it. It's not some flimsy wish. He desires, it's the, the longing and the yearning of his heart to depart and be with Christ. But, but still, um, Paul is what we, what we would call torn between the two ways. 
Uh, he, he says he's hard-pressed, like, like a person walking through a narrow passage that's getting more and more narrow. Uh, uh, e even though departing and being with Christ seems to outweigh life in the flesh, Paul still sees the advantages of both options. Um, he's weighing them out. He says, he says uh, but to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Paul, Paul drops weight on the other side of the scale, uh, uh, the staying side, the living side, uh, uh, and recognizing that it's, it's vital, it's critical, it's crucial for the, for the church to have him stick around. Um, he, he's willing to lay aside his own preferences and desires and longings, even, even heavenly ones, for the good of the church. It, it seems Paul is, is, is demonstrating what it looks like for love to abound more and more and with knowledge and discernment, being able to approve what's excellent, to choose the best thing, like, like he had prayed for, for the Philippian church uh, back in verses 9 and 10, that, that, that they would abound with knowledge and discernment and be able to approve what's excellent. He, he's, he's directed now by his experience with Christ, something he's picked up from Christ along the way, uh, uh, to, to, to prioritize him first, then others, and then lastly himself. This is Paul's perspective. I mean, I'm sure all of us saints, we can agree that that is the right and the holy thing to do. Amen. But what do we do when we're called to put what we desire and what we hope for last? I mean, we, we, can, we might be able to fathom putting it behind Christ, but I got to put it after the, behind the church too? Nobody's going to answer that out loud. We're going to meditate on it. Put it last. Like, like we mentioned last week, um, uh, still imagine Paul, though, writing this part with a smile on his face. He's not bitter that the Lord would lead him this way. Instead, he's confident that the Lord will allow him to stay put, to remain, and not only just live, but, but see the Philippians again to, to build them up and to help them advance in the faith with joy. He's, he's confident of it. Uh, uh, learning, learning to have that joy is a part of the progress of the faith in the Philippians. Uh, he, he's teaching them even now that there's joy in having sacrificial priorities. There's joy to be found in it. Uh, Paul desires that in experiencing God work these things out, that the Philippians would glorify him even more. Uh, uh, for Paul, it, it always loops back around to that, the glory of Christ. But, but, the, but the faith, he goes, on, he, he goes on to share that the faith is more 
than a spectator sport. It's, it's more than just watching others fight the good fight. Uh, he, he shares with them that there's a part for them to take hold of and advance for God. It, he says, it's your turn. <laughs> oh, only, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Uh, so, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear, uh, hear of you that, that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel, and not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation and that from God. Uh, I, 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 I imagine the Philippians might have been sitting back uh, uh, resting on their blessed assurance. We're going, we're going to heaven anyhow. Paul says, no, you, you got to get in this. Uh, Paul explains, uh, you know, I, I've told you what this life means for me and, and all I'm willing to sacrifice for the church. Now, accept your part. I'll face what I'm facing, struggle with hard choices, consider you before myself, you just be sure to do this. Paul uses the word only, only. But, but, but then he goes on to describe something that includes every part of the Philippians' life. But he says only, let your manner of life be worthy. Let your manner of life be worthy. Uh, this, this is a, it's a translation that, that points to citizenship, your, your politic. Uh, uh, the, the Philippians understood uh, the national pride and responsibility that came with, with being a Roman colony and considered Roman citizens, their soil considered Roman soil. But they belong to a greater heavenly kingdom now. And, and Paul is calling on them to con conduct themselves according to its values and perspectives and in allegiance to the one who called them into that kingdom. Paul says you, 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 you're, you're like ambassadors there now in Rome. And you, you have another homeland. Paul is calling for them to live like they belong to the good news community. Uh, th their lives should reflect what they proclaim about Jesus. Make sure that their walk matches their talk. Uh, Paul says, if, if, if I'm present or not, let me hear these, these, these couple of things about you. Let, let this be what's on the grapevine about you, church. He says uh, that you're living out the gospel in unity and courage. He says, standing firm, holding your ground and being unmoved in this thing, like, like, a, like a soldier would. Be, be planted. Uh, uh, be, and then, then as, as you're planted, be planted together, unified, having a shared vision or attitude, a shared life, if you would, soul, uh, fighting side by side for the gospel. Now, not only are they, uh, uh, Paul uses a lot of military and athletic images to describe uh, what, what this life is like, and, and neither the military nor athletes are sedentary, right? They, 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 he, he said not only are they to 
hold formation like soldiers. They are to struggle like a team of athletes does together uh, against an opponent to win a contest. Uh, and they're to do it all for the, for the express purpose of advancing the gospel. Unity, unity. The, 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 this, this citizenship is not individualistic. It's not compartmentalized. It, it is a together walk and work. Uh, I, I heard somebody say, together we are the fix. <laughs> so so it, it's, a, it's a together walk and work. No matter how good uh, he is, how foolish would LeBron James look walking out onto a court to face another team by himself? He might get one or two points, but it, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a together walk and work. Paul, Paul, was, Paul will stress this again later in the writing, but, but let's consider what, what, what could it look like in the, in the fellowship? What could it look like in our fellowship? Much, much of what we do on, on Sunday is geared toward this, this kind of unity. We, we take in the same message from the word of the Lord together. Whether we're here, whether we're uh, at home worshiping, we, we raise our voices together in worship to the Lord. There's a, together, there's a same-mindedness, uh, a, a living. Uh, even, even our weekly prayer focus leads us to call out from our hearts to the Lord for the same cause together. And not, and not only Sunday, we, we, we carry it out into the world as we commit to mission together. Uh, uh, when, when life groups stand together as gospel citizens in their communities, even, even virtually, uh, they, they, they're, they're striving together. The, these are some of the marks of that unified stance that Paul is talking about. It, and it's good for us to remember uh, uh, the purpose in what we do. Uh, uh, it's not just a routine. It's not just a habit. There's purpose. And, and the next part of the expectation Paul gives is, is having courage. Having courage. Uh, they, they would be opposed but should not be frightened. Uh, he, he urges them to be steady and courageous. And, and, and again, this uh, this, this battle talk, it, 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 some of it might sound strange or foreign to our ears, but if we'll come back to that. Uh, uh, he wants them to be steady and courageous, uh, 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 not, not like a, a, a war horse. You know how they used to ride horses into war. Not, not like a horse that, that gets frightened in battle and then takes off running the other direction. As the Philippians stand together unflinching and committed to the gospel, their lives would be a, a signal and a, and a demonstration that the faith they preached is true. They, their opponents' <clears throat> rejection of God's message of faith means that they will be lost. Uh, they, they're headed for destruction. God will soon reveal to them, the opponents, that they are on the wrong side of his plan for salvation. But as he makes the Philippians able to stand unshaken, they'll, they'll start to recognize the marks of his salvation on them. God must be doing something in us for us to be able to stand. The, 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 the unity that, that, that's called for here is necessary to maintain courage in the face of opposition. 
They'll stand together. And, and they have good reason to stand together because the opposition is not hypothetical. Uh, Rome, Rome was, was leaning into emperor worship and other types of patriotic nationalism that, that would not be very tolerant of the true gospel message and lifestyle. Um, uh, so, so Paul explains, when it comes your way, be ready and handle it like this, together and courageous. He says, for it's been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. Engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had and now hear that I still have. Paul explains, uh, in, in the same way that you receive the gift of faith, make no mistake, suffering came as a part of the package. It, it's part and parcel of, of, of the faith. The, the, the kingdom citizen's perspective on suffering is opposite of the world's perspective on suffering. And, and, and it's not about us as, as, as super Christians running out seeking suffering, but it's our response when the suffering shows up. Uh, Jesus, Jesus tells his disciples to, to, to rejoice when persecuted because they have great reward in heaven ahead of them. And back in Matthew chapter 5, uh, we, we won't list them all now, but, but much scripture teaches that uh, uh, when, when, the, when it's for Christ, suffering has purpose and we can rejoice. Uh, they, they needed, they needed a, a godly perspective of suffering. Paul reminds them uh, of, of what they saw him go through. Gives himself as an example. Uh, there in, in Philippi being beat and thrown in prison. Uh, even, even where he sits right now. Uh, Paul told the, the Thessalonian church that, that even though he suffered shamefully in Philippi, God gave him the boldness to keep preaching the gospel. There in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Uh, in the same way uh, they witnessed Paul suffer, they watched him be enabled to, uh, by God to carry on the gospel. In the same way, uh, uh, taking on this Godly perspective of suffering would require Paul's conviction on living and dying. Uh, th there was something about this that they needed to take on for themselves. They, they, they needed to take on an all-Christ attitude. Uh, whatever it is that we are, are, are facing, if we face it in Christ, it's all for Christ. The, the living, the dying, whatever it is, it, it's an all-Christ attitude, and, and Paul calls them to, to be ready and, and to live worthy. Uh, 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 I, I'm, re I'm reminded, lastly, as we, as we close, that about um, the emblem of the American Baptist Foreign Missionary Society. The emblem. Uh, it, it, it's, an, it's an ox standing between a plow and an altar with the motto, ready for either. Ready for either. Ready to work or to be sacrificed. Whichever the Lord pleases. 
ready for either. And Paul, Paul calls the Philippians to be ready. And then he, and, and, and next week, we'll, maybe next week, we'll get to see the, the perfect example of that readiness. Why they can be, why they should be ready to live worthy of the gospel. Carry this with you on the way out. Joy and suffering are not mutually exclusive. They go hand in hand in gospel living. They're not mutually exclusive. We'll never live joyfully looking for meaning in life other than Jesus. If we try to make something else our life, we won't live joyfully. We'll live circumstantially. Lastly, worthy citizens of the gospel are bold witnesses for Christ, unified and courageously living it out in the world. Worthy citizens of the gospel are bold witnesses for Christ, unified and courageously living it out in the world. Now, it's easy to be an amen and claim this when we're in safe places. And Paul says, no, you're not going to be in those safe places. You're going to be engaged in the same conflict that you saw me have. All of us are going to be engaged. If, if, we, if there is no struggle, there is no gospel advance. If we are living struggle-free lives, we are living... Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to live as kingdom citizens. Help us to rise above, Lord. Help us to be unified, Lord, above our preferences, our own thoughts and desires, uh, just according to your will, Lord. Help us, Lord, to advance your kingdom courageously. Show us where to go. Show us what to say. Give us power to do what you would have us to do. Be our life so that even in death we would have gain. In Jesus' name, amen.